0: Well, everybody, welcome to another episode of Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code and all things electrically related. My name is Paul, your host. Today's show is sponsored by myceudepot.com, that's myceudepo com. your one-stop source for all your continuing education credits, whether you're an electrician, plumber, mechanical, HVAC, an engineer, you need PDH credits, uh, you need OSHA credits, forklift training, safety, uh, whatever you need. Uh, Pre-licensing, you want to take exam preps for your state, whatever state you're in, all of that's available on that website. Again, it's myceudepot.com. They sponsor this episode and go there and support them because they support us to bring these free podcasts to you. Again, myceudepot.com. Well, today's episode is going to be on a change that took place in the 2017 National Electrical Code when it came to tamper-resistant receptacle replacement, where you could, where you can't, Was there a conflict in the 2014 code that was clarified in the 2017 code? All of that information will be covered on today's show. Uh, And it's going to be a short one because we had people say, look, I love your podcast, but I'd like you to do some shorter ones that I can listen to without having to take an hour. And I get you, man. Sometimes I got a lot to say. And sometimes it takes me an hour, maybe even more, to get it all out. But I'm going to try to do it here. We're going to cover some quick changes. All right. So let's talk about receptacle replacements for tamper resistance. Now, this is all found... Uh, in the code in uh, uh, 406.4D5, so it's item five, of the code. So we're going to go look at that. Now I will tell you what the previous code cycle said in 2014. Now 2014 said that listed tamper receptacle replacements, and I'm paraphrasing here, are required to be provided where replacements are made at receptacle outlets that are required to be tamper resistant elsewhere in the code. That means in some other reference in the code. Um, Non-grounding receptacles used as a replacement Uh, for another non-grounding receptor are permitted in 406.4 D2A and are not required to be tamper resistant by the requirements of 406.12 exception to A, B, and C list item four. Okay, so that's what it was in 2014. There's no conflict here, but what the 2017 code made it really clear in 406.4 D5, it said, okay, look, 406.4D5 2 d still requires okay listed tamper-resistant receptacles where replacements are made at receptacle outlets that are required to be tamper-resistant elsewhere in the code, like 406.12, except where a non-grounding type, that's a two-prong plug, maybe an older house that doesn't have an equipment ground, and you're replacing a two-prong with a two-prong. If that is the case, all right, then you don't have to use tamper resistance because the two-prong plugs aren't available with tamper resistant features on it okay so the tamper resistant receptacle requirements of 406.12 don't change they remain basically the same for dwelling units guest rooms guest suites of, of hotels and motels that didn't change uh and for child care facilities okay and uh in other, in the 2017, it added mobile homes and and things like that. So you have an expanded uh, area, uh, preschools and whatnot. So all of the rules generally stay the same. All we're trying to clarify here is the listed tamper resistant replacement. In an application where I'm using non-grounding type receptacles and I'm replacing them with another non-grounding type receptacle, that I can do that and not have to have somebody tell me, oh no, you're replacing it. Now, if I replace a two-prong with a three-prong and let's say I meet one of the other provisions to be able to do that... Uh, in the code, whereas I maybe use a GFCI upstream, and now I got to put the little labels on receptacles downstream, and then that's the case. Then I'm actually replacing it with a non, uh, with a grounding type receptacle. It's different than a non grounding type. So then I have to meet the rules here, and it would be tamper resistant. Okay, so let's kind of go look at the code, and I'll just kind of look at, and we'll look at the 2017 and see how it kind of flows out. So let me read to you uh, what it says. Actually, directly from the code in uh, 406.4D5. It says tamper-resistant receptacles. Uh, There's been a lot of people talking about these. They add a little cost to the install. But look, they can stop young children from getting injured. I mean, you have these little openings. Kids, little children stick things in them, okay? Look, if we want to keep our children safe, this is a small price to pay to keep them safe. You're simply, or simply if you're a contractor, you're simply passing this cost on to your customer. They can buy into safety as long as you convey it properly. Or you could just simply say, I'm sorry, Mr. Customer, this is what the code says. I have to follow the code. If the guy that's competing against me is cheaper because he's not doing this, then they're not following the code. And do you really want somebody doing the work that's not following the code? Probably not. So uh, reputable contractors, make sure you check them out on the Better Business Bureau if they're listed. If not, check them out by always check out your contractor to make sure they're licensed and insured. You can check with your local governing authority uh, within your state that licenses the contractor. Make sure they show you a copy of their license and every good contractor should have a copy of their license available. Uh, I I used to give ID cards to my Customer, uh, not my customers. uh, My my uh, my employees. On the one side was a customer ID, and on the other side was a copy of their license, and I kind of laminated it so they would show their ID when they went to a job site, so the customer could verify who they are. And then he would always turn it over and say, "Here's my license," because that was just part of our promotion to make people feel comfortable with the with who they're dealing with. Okay, you do whatever you want. That's just something we did. All right, now. Tamper-resistant receptacles, the code says, again, we're, we're in. Uh, you're listening along in the car, it's 406.4D item 5, and it says, tamper-resistant receptacles, listed tamper-resistant receptacles shall be provided where replacements are made at receptacle outlets that are required to be tamper-resistant elsewhere in the code. And granted, that would be in 406.12, obviously. Now, it says, except, now here's what's new, it says, except, where a non-grounding receptacle is replaced with another non-grounding receptacle. So if that's what's taking place and it's an older home let's say that's doing that uh, as long as you do that what I like to call a like for-like then you're then you're good to go all right? Now, if we kind of take a quick glance at 406.12, you'll see there's quite a few changes, and we didn't want to cover all of those changes in this podcast, but I will kind of give you a quick summary. It says all 15 and 20 ampere, 125 and 250 volt non-locking. That's non-locking. That's the typical normal receptacle that you see in a dwelling, or these other locations I'm going to read to you in a second. Uh, in the same areas, um in all the areas specified in 406.12 1 through 7 shall be listed tamper resistance. So item one didn't really change. It says dwelling units. That did change, but the concept didn't change. Uh, Dwelling units in all areas specified in 210.52 and 550.13. Now 550.13 is the receptacle requirements dealing with mobile home applications, Okay, manufactured home, all that type of thing. Now, Item two says guest rooms and guest suites in hotels and motels. Uh, Item three is child care facilities. Um, Number four was here's a new one. Preschools and elementary education facilities. So all of those 15 and 20 amp, 125, and 250 volt non-locking receptacles now have to be tamper resistance. Uh, Item five, this is a new one. Business offices, corridors, waiting rooms, and the like in clinics. Medical and dental offices, which also, I'll remind you, we have new definitions for medical and dental offices in Article 110 of the National Electrical Code. Uh, That's a change for 2017, covered in another episode, if you're not sure what those places are. um, It's not normally a healthcare facility altogether, so kind of give you a heads up there. Uh, And it says outpatient facilities, so that's item five. And then you have subsets of assembly occupancies, that's our 518 dot. Uh, tend to have a hundred people or more, those type of things, uh, including places of waiting for transportation, gymnasiums, skating rinks, and auditoriums, and all those areas, because you could have little children calling around out there uh, as well. And of course, lastly, item seven dormitories. Okay, um, so there you go. Now you have an exception to one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven, so you have some exceptions to all of these. And the receptions say, look, man, receptacles in the following locations shall not be required to be tamper resistant, okay? And this is an exception to all these locations. It says, number one, it says, look, man, any receptacle that's located more than five and a half feet above the floor really can't be reached by kids. And you got to remember that in 210.52, any of those receptacles that are higher than five and a half feet anyway aren't going to be the required receptacle. You can have extra ones, but it's not the required one. So here, all we're telling you is, in these areas that have tamper-resistant requirements, if the receptacle's higher than five and a half feet, don't worry about it. Okay, so that's your first exception. Now, the next exception to these rules for tamper-resistant are the receptacles that are part of luminaire and appliances. So if it's integrated into the luminaire or integrated into the appliance, then the tamper-resistant rule doesn't apply. It's too onerous on the manufacturer to do this, okay? Now, I understand that a hotel motel guest rooms they could put it in the uh, in the luminaire and it's only a couple feet off the floor and you're thinking hmm couldn't a kid stick something in that well as well and they very well could but it's not required here uh three the reception is a single receptacle or a duplex receptacle for two appliances located within the dedicated space for each appliance that, in normal use, is not easily moved from one place to the other, and that is cord and plug connected in accordance with 400.10 A6, A7, and A8, okay? So that's an interesting one, because we have moved that out of the code for GFCIs and all that kind of protection, and I just did a webinar, code change webinar in Ohio, and this question came up in, I think that I probably told the guy that this rule had changed, so I'm sorry out there. You know, obviously, I was probably incorrect. You do have this rule in here that says if it's single receptacle or a duplex receptacle behind a dedicated appliance that a small child couldn't move, um, you know, really it's the dedicated space for each appliance, then there's an allowance there where you uh, have this requirement. Alright, right, so again, whoever that was at the Ohio Expo, my my apologies, my friend. Uh, Here's my rule of thumb. Generally, um, we really don't have those applications anymore where you have the appliance located, uh, so I would probably just... Probably easier just to buy tamper resistance. But here's an allowance for you not to do it. So there you go. And then item number four says non-grounding receptacles used for replacement as permitted in 406.4 D2A, which we kind of just covered uh, a, you know, a little while ago, a little bit when you use a, uh, the theory of it is when you're using a non-grounding receptacle and you're simply replacing it. Okay. And of course, 406.4 D5 reiterated that as well in just as we just talked about a second ago all right so there you go that's kind of i gave you actually two i gave you 406.12 and all the items there uh but really the focus of the day's show was trying to focus on the verbiage that's directly in the change for 406.4 uh, uh, d5 which is about tamper resistant receptacles. so if it's a like for like non-grounding type then boom you do it now if you're replacing it with a grounding type then you've got to meet all the requirements that are found in 406.4D2, okay, which could be B or C, which is talking about GFCI protected and all that. If it, if it's in a place that requires GFCI, then you got these rules, okay. If it's not, you're just doing a receptacle replacement for replacement, then you can uh, get away with keeping it just a non grounding type. Uh, if you want to put a Three prong in, for example, and you want to put a, it doesn't have no ground, then you can actually use a three prong and put a GFCI uh, receptacle ahead of it, uh, or you could actually do a circuit breaker ahead of it, and then you got a little notice that says no equipment ground label that you got to put on the receptacles downstream, and then you can get away from that rule. But of course, at that point, you are going to have to make sure they are tamper resistant because they aren't non grounding type at that point. You've upgraded them. So, Good for the home inspector out there. Good for the flipper, I guess, who's being aware of that type of stuff. So anyway, that's more than you need to know about this. Tamper-resistant receptacle replacements. And of course, I happen to dabble into 406.12 as well, telling you all the locations that tamper-resistant receptacles are required. Remember, they're not tamper-proof. They're tamper-resistant receptacles. There's a difference. All right, folks, that's it for today's episode. God bless. Until next time, stay safe, my friends.